Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Today is NMM Partner Day. Take a listen to this great conversation on discipleship, partnership, friendship, uh, with our dear friend and NMM partner, Aaron Coronas. Take a listen, share it, and would you consider today becoming a financial partner with Nancy McCready Ministries? Just go to nancymccready.com, hit the giving button, and make it happen today. Thank you so much. All right, here we are, another great conversation here at Nancy McCready Ministries. And I want to introduce you to one of, and I say this all the time because I run with the most fabulous people. So I want to introduce you to another great friend uh, of ours. We are family friends, right? He is a great partner to Nancy McCready Ministries. And so I want you to meet my friend, Aaron Coronas, who lives just a few miles from me. So how are you today, Aaron? It's great to see you. And wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. And it's great to be with you uh, and be able to be a part of this podcast. So I'm, I'm doing wonderful today. Yes. Well, it is awesome. So, yes, we are going to use portions of this on the podcast. And we're also going to be putting it, just so you know, all over social media. We're going to send it out on our email uh, subscription. It's going to go out everywhere that we can because we want to encourage others to know what is going on here at Nancy McCready Ministries. We want you to know the caliber of people that we get to know and interact with every single day. And we also want you to know some of the partners that have chosen uh, to partner with us. Even though we're family friends, we've worked together, we have all these different layers of friendship that we've had over the years. One of the greatest treasures to us here at NMM are the partners we have. And Aaron and his wife, Trika, happen to be some of the most stellar partners uh, that any ministry could have. And so we are so glad to be together today. And this is a conversation that I want to just allow it to unfold. But I'm going to have to tell you guys, you see this smile on Aaron's face right now? Let me tell you, when he first met me, mm -mm, no, that smile was not there. (laughs) So Aaron, why don't you just talk a little bit about yourself? Now tell them who you are and what you do, right, as your full-time work. um, And then tell them how it is that we met. (laughs) Excellent. Well, uh, so I, I am. I work for a large utility company uh, in the Houston, Texas area, uh, and so I, I manage a group of, of engineers and designers that, that engineer the infrastructure uh, for the surrounding area. And so we've got just about two point two million customers, uh, and and so we we that's what I do. Is you know I'm, I'm in the business world in the utility company. Uh, and so I, I get to to do that and deal with customers every day, and uh, you know, lots of lots of fun and, and uh, interesting things. You know, when, when hurricanes come in, uh, you know, we're right. we're the first responders to go in and 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 put all the power, you know, the lights back on uh, for everybody. So it, it's it's uh, I've been doing that for for quite some time now, and it's a it's a wonderful job. So I'm I'm a normal guy. <laughs> yes, well, yes, maybe on certain yeah. levels yeah. you are, yeah, kind of, yeah. sort of. 
<laughs> That's right. But it's so important to know because we talk all the time about the nameless, faceless people. Like that's all of us, right? That God is living in, that God is working in and through, right? We just regular, ordinary folks, right? But God connects us in ways that are very relational and are very purposeful, even though they don't start out that way. Right. We yeah. want today, right, to be able to encourage folks that no matter where you start, it's how you finish, right? And it's very important uh, who it is that God connects you with relationally. So just share a little bit about how it is that we first met all those years ago. Yes. So when uh, my wife and I and our, and our family, we first uh, began going to, to Christian City Fellowship and uh, where um, Nancy was the executive pastor. And, uh, and so when, when we began to come into the church, you know, I heard somebody preaching on, on Wednesday night uh, and there were two different options. Uh, you could either go to, uh, you know, the main service where, where Nancy was preaching uh, or there was another option to go to and, and to, uh, you know, go to another class. Uh, and so I very quickly made the decision that whatever it was that Nancy was, was shoveling, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, in for that. And so I decided, well, my wife and I decided to go ahead and, and go to the other, the other option. Whatever the other option was, you were yes. going. <laughs> I was going. It didn't really matter. It didn't really matter what the option was, right? Okay, so let's get that clear. <laughs> yes, and so and so that's that's what we. Oh, was this doing. last week? Was this last week? When uh, was so we're, this? We're we're talking 2013, I believe. Okay, 2013, so 2014. Uh -huh. So it's been a few years back. Has, this wasn't yesterday. Uh huh. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> yeah, but so we we started. Uh, we went to that class, and I think we went 12 weeks straight. And uh, until until you were no longer uh, the one preaching uh, on on every Sunday, uh, and so but you know, yeah, it wasn't on Sundays; it was on Wednesday. Sorry, on Wednesday, on Wednesday night. <laughs> yes. And so so you know, some some time passed, and, and I began to hear this, uh, you know, hear something about a cross encounter, mm -hmm. uh, and so God was really doing something in my life, and 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 I had this hunger. Uh, you know about me, and I and I and I thought, man, I, I want to go to this, and so so I. I signed up to go to this cross encounter and I walk in to the cross encounter and the first session starts and there's Nancy McCready. And <laughs> then I began to understand that she was going to be who I was listening to the entire weekend. Yes. For like 48 hours. Yes. And, and so to my, uh, um, not delight, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, pretty upset. I, I even went out and, and called my wife uh, after the first session and, uh, and just said, you are not going to believe what I've gotten myself into. So, <laughs> I love so, this. I yeah. tell you, I've heard this story. I don't know many times, but I got to tell you, I'm loving this. Go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> so, but you know, but by, by the end of that, that first night, um, things begin to change. Uh, yeah. Not, not just, you know, my, my thoughts of, of Nancy, uh, but my entire world uh, mm -hmm. of, of what I thought uh, this Christian life was about, uh, it began to crumble mm -hmm. and just really and truly wrecked uh, the way that I thought that this Christian life was supposed to be lived. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was not long after that cross encounter uh, that I made an appointment to go and, and meet with Nancy willingly 
uh, and and without being bamboo under no duress, <laughs> nobody made you, nobody forced right. you, right? That's right. right. Absolutely. So yeah, so I so I, I decided to go in and 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 to sit down and have a conversation with Nancy, uh, and and just you know enter and eventually enter into uh, the discipleship process that we had at our church uh, that Nancy had had developed. And, uh, and began to sit with her uh, probably, I think, over 14 or 15 months, uh, wow. you know, we, every week and, and just begin that process of, of discipleship uh, with her. <laughs> so you began to realize after a while, you began to realize that it wasn't hardly even required that you liked me or that you liked the sound of my voice. Yeah. You Pretty shortly thereafter, after coming into Cross Encounter, I mean, after that first session or so, right. you began to realize that the connection, mm. right, that requires you to have to listen, right, that that connection was more about what God was doing in you than about any preferences or right. anything else. You began to realize God is about to deal yes. with me, right, in a way that wasn't punishment, right? It wasn't that you were in trouble, right? He was doing this because yeah. he'd written something over your life. Could you just share like what were one or two of the main things that you began to hear yeah. that brought about such a massive shift? Because later we're going to talk about the fact that there's a cross encounter coming up soon. Yeah. And I just wonder if you'd like to share what yeah. were some of the things that you heard that began to literally tilt your whole world? So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm somebody that's, I've been churched most of my life. Uh, so I was not a, you know, an unchurched person, uh, right. you know, I was a youth pastor, I'd gone to Bible school. Uh, and so, you know, but, but my understanding of, of this Christian life, uh, and ministry, uh, was, you know, that we were to do things for God and, and to, uh, you know, be busy about the ministry. And, and so that is a lot of what most of my, you know, church world was about was, was about being good, uh, yeah. and about doing. And, and that's what uh, my understanding of this Christian life was, was it was about looking good. It was about being good. And, and, you know, regardless of the way that my, my private reality was, mm -hmm. uh, as long as my public uh, persona uh, and what everyone saw, as long as that was good, um, mm -hmm. that is, that is what um, what this life was about as being a Christian and just trying to do the best that I could uh, as a follower of Jesus Christ. Try. And so as I, as you know, just that very beginning, you know, those beginning sessions there that first night, uh, you know, you enter in and you, and you start to, to, you know, explain what it is that God has always wanted. That's right. Um, and, and he's, he's always wanted sons. That's and, so and that's that's before any of my mess, any of my junk, any sin that I'd ever committed. Uh, but, you know, you, you began to talk about before the foundations of the world uh, that God had a plan that's and right. that plan was still on. That's uh, right. and, and so, you know, when, when you've got somebody that, that is a doer and that is that is so set on on you know, what things look like and, and the perceptions that, that others have of you and how that drives uh, your thought and understanding of your worth and, and, and who you are. Uh, when you begin to hear that there was a plan uh, that God had for your life before you were born, um, that began to do something to me uh, right. because 
I, everything was about the doing. It was all about um, the perception. Uh, and, and what begins to crumble is because that's so important to you. You know, it was so important to me of, of the way things looked uh, and, and the things that I did. Um, and when you understand that, that none of that was the point. That's right. Um, the point was life himself. It wasn't doing right. uh, Yeah, because you begin to realize that God doesn't place that same value on all that outward, external, yeah. right? But yet we think he does. We think yeah. that's actually what is the most important. And God expects this. And God tells you to do this, right? And so even though it was coming through my voice, mm -hmm. it was his voice, right? Yes. Yeah. You were encountering him. Yes. And you began to experience, if you will, that grip of him speaking through the power of the cross. And it literally began to take hold of you. He began to yes. take hold of you. Yes. Right. yes. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it's, it's I, the only way I can really describe it is, I mean, other than that crumbling is, I mean, if, if you've lived your entire life uh, and, and you were named something completely different, um, you had a completely different identity. Uh, and then one day, your true parents came and explained to you who That's you right. were. Uh, everything that you had learned up to that point That's begins right. to, to, to crumble because you now have to learn really and truly who you are. That's right. Uh, Every perception, yes. yes. Everything gets challenged. And that is no small thing. So what we're talking about here today, what you and I are both, right, and both involved in, right, is no small thing. Now, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would you say this crumbling would be likened into the word that we oftentimes use, which is implosion, that it is a controlled collapse that God himself is doing? Is that part of what you mean? Because I know what it is to stutter yeah. through and you're like, I'm trying to find a word to describe what in what in the world is happening. And sometimes yeah. it is quite difficult as, a, as one who is going to bring that message it's quite difficult sometimes to find the words, but is that a part of what you're talking about? It's literally, you begin to see that he's bringing yeah. all of that down if it's not built on him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I had built uh, oh, my life. Uh, I, I had built uh, what this perception of, of the Christian life was to be about. I had, and, and, and I had been developed uh, and, and seeing, you know, this, this is what it should look like. And then as, as that initial, uh, you know, explosion took place, you know, in, in that cross encounter, then explosions over the next 14 months. And, and honestly, you know, over, you know, from, from that point until today and going on, um, you know, explosions of, of truth uh, continue to take place. Uh, that is bringing me into agreement with the way that God thinks uh, rather than the way that I think. Uh, right. And so that, that is a completely different way of living uh, than, than what I had ever seen or thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because being a good Christian, right. The things that you said, you know, we've got to be uh, excellent in ministry and we're going to, you said I was doing, I was busy in the ministry. I was being good and what did you hear at Cross Encounter about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? What did you hear? Because this, this is honestly, no matter if I'm in Germany or if we're here in Texas, wherever we are, this is one of the most piercing 
truths that begins to literally cause the crumble, right? That is so necessary if we're going to know the Father. But what did you hear for you in your own words? What did you hear in that in that opening session? So, I mean, remember, I, I did go to Bible school. Yes, yes, you did. Uh, and, and, I've, and I've never been, and I've right. never been. I just want to point that out. I've never right. been. But and, and and I was a youth pastor, and right. So I mean, I I had heard this. Yes. At, at, I'm sure several times throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but my whole point and 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 life and the perceptions was about being good, mm-hmm. and not being evil. Uh, not doing the bad things, but when you began to teach on and, and show us that the, the, you know, evil was on the exact same tree as good, um, that in all of my evil doing, you know, as I, as I swung over to the side of the tree, uh, that, that had good, the good on it, uh, you know, to, to look back and realize that I was still on the same tree. That I was still, you know, my, the, the, the source of my life was still on that same tree of self, of, of you know, right. doing everything on my own. Uh, so it didn't matter whether or not my, my uh, things or my doing was good or whether it was evil, it was still evil. Mm. Uh, and and that, that dealt with me heavily mm. because that's what life was about. Uh, it was about doing it was about not being on and, and now seeing it's, it wasn't about being on one side of the tree. It was about being on the other side of the tree. Uh, and, and that tree needed to be chopped down. Uh, and, and so, so, so that was, that was, you know, huge. And, and then, you know, at the point it was always life. Uh, there was two trees in the garden uh, and, and that, that we were always meant not to be our own source of life, but, but that is so because we don't have, we don't have that ability within ourselves. That's right. Well, and that's why the crumble is so timed, the timing of God, the timing when he makes it um, so clear. I mean, maybe we don't catch it right at the beginning, right? But as it begins to unfold, we realize he really has come for us. And he knows that eventually there's going to be a deep, deep tiredness. Yeah that the burden of producing our own life is eventually for us strong horses. Okay. So raise your hand, raise your hand. If you're a strong horse, I just like to thank you very much. All right. So, right. So, so he knows what that's going to take for each person. Right. And so when those things begin to crumble and they begin to, to crack, right. Because we can still have enough energy to prop up the, persona, as you said, right. But inwardly, we know things are not going, they're not going well, right. My energy isn't going to be able to sustain. I'm not going to be able to continue this, you know, in the same way. So share how that then progressed to uh, in the mentoring. And was it just a bunch of head knowledge and discipleship as far as just Bible knowledge, or what began to happen in the process of mentoring? And I know the screen has frozen a little bit, but just continue on. It'll catch up. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, you the, you know, the, the daily, you know, just feeding and, and, and beginning to, to uh, what took, what was happening over the, the mentoring process and the discipleship process was, was that I was beginning to learn 
who I am in Christ, the identity and, 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 the, you know, the, the inheritance that I had received, you know, and learning how to appropriate, you know, those things such as the mind of Christ. I mean, my mind was so jacked up, you know, yes. and, and so it is, you know, and, but, you know, I went from a place of, of doing, um, to a rest, Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I love the way that, you know, the message Bible says it, you know, in um, Matthew eleven twenty eight. you know, I mean, are you tired? You know, I mean, and he goes through it. it I, I took that yoke of, of sin and, and that burden off of myself or, you know, and, and allowed that that yoke of sonship uh, to, to be what is now upon me. And it, it was a rest that was taking place, but it was a learning um, right. because because you're unlearning all of that, which, which you have, have learned and, and relearning, you know, the way that, that he sees and the way that he loves. And so, I mean, and it affects not just, uh, you know, I mean, it'd be wonderful because it affected the way that my, my relationships were, uh, it, it began to affect the, the, you know, things that I do and the way that I do them. Um, but that's not even the point, um, that there was a, a rest that it, I, I began being, that's who right. he called me to be uh, right. rather than doing it because i mean all the doing is going to come uh it, it, it's it's bubble. So yes. yeah there yeah. is work to be done but he has this order that he puts it in mm-hmm. is that he says now you come to me if you're tired you're weary right and take on my yoke the yoke of the sun yeah. he says then learn of me so this isn't lazy learning right yeah. like you said yeah. this is some intense learning you are you're unlearning everything that you once thought you're learning of him and then you are relearning right and it continues on it's not a lazy passive no. uh, life of cheap grace right, right. it's, it's, it's a, intense yeah it is a steady leaning in that's uh, right you know that's and, a great just, way of saying just that. i mean i i see I mean, the way that i picture that i mean it's i'm I, my head is is on the breast of the father and, and I'm leaning into him uh, and, and allowing him to love me. That's right. And, and not not asking him not to, uh, not not asking or avoiding, um, you know, different things that he's wanting to share and, and to impart into me. But I am st- I am leaning into him and I'm allowing him to love me uh, like I have never been loved before. But yet the way that I was created to be loved. That's correct. That is so right. Because this is why this this sin, this other tree you were talking about. It's really a tree of independence. Yes. And so there we have to meet our own needs, that nature that we inherit from Adam. We meet our own needs, all that. And that's a part of the weariness is after a while, it's just like, look, (laughs) look, I'm not going to do, I just can't keep doing all that, right? Because you begin to realize that love was not something that you were supposed to have to work for, but it is a true gift of the person of God himself that you let him love you. And that can sound so simple, but I tell people it's simple until you try it. Right. And then when you try it, everything in us can fight that. But when he begins to do the work in the discipleship that we were uh, put together, right. For, right. We were partners in that as 
since you've said it, I can say it, that I was your mentor and, got, and I had the privilege of walking with you yeah. right through those many months. I didn't do much. Wouldn't you agree? Ultimately, right. I didn't do very much, did I? Come on, yes. you want well, to say I, I, I do remember one. T- <clears throat> I do remember one time that you even made the statement that, you know, I didn't even have to be, you know, uh, excited about coming in. <laughs> That's exactly. And you were like, yes, this is good. This is good. Right. Because. Yeah. So many trappings we put on people that somehow they've got to come and they've got to be excited and they, you know, you're going to have to do this and that. No, just, you just come, like you said, you just come and begin to take on this yoke of sonship, but to take on that yoke, he exposes to you the sin and the slavery yoke, right? And that independence, because that has to be put down out of our freedom to really be able to live and function in the yoke of being a son, because this is what he's after is sonship. This is what he desires. Right. And so you chose after that time, you chose to enter in to that. Right. And so uh, I'm pretty sure that we came to a point, you and I, that our relationship shifted. Why? Well, because you began to know, okay. That there was something the father was doing in you. Yes. I can reflect back and I can remember the gripping moments, not of what I was telling you or what I was teaching you, right? Because I always kind of joke, you know, it's like I can't go in the secret place with people. The father waits for you there and you go in, just you and him. No spouse, no pastor, no mentor, no leader. No one can go in the secret place with you, but I do wait outside the secret place. And then I'm like, what did he say to you? What did he share with you? Right. And then for you to be able to process that and to begin to recognize, right, in the daylight of where we fellowship with him. And so our relationship began to shift by the father's uh, doing and by his purposes. So now that's been like almost 10 years ago. Come on. Okay, so like what has been happening okay, in these last 10 years? Because we certainly didn't stay at that place. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, so, you know, after mentoring, I I know that that I wanted to to stay, you know, in in this work, but also, you know, in in mentoring, you know, I began to realize that that not only had I received life uh, and and that I had received, um, you know, his life. But yet I'd also received the urgent task of passing this message on. Uh, And so that was something that that I began, you know, I was invited into uh, to an internship and and begin to go through that. Uh, And then eventually uh, sitting in uh, and and learning how to be a mentor and and to be able to disciple others. Uh, And and so I've I've, entered into that and I begin uh, mentoring other men. and, And I've been doing that for a few years now. Uh, and I mean that. It, what a a privilege yes, it, is. Uh, it is to sit with people uh, as the Father has begun to impart into them That's and right. to show them who they are, and and then you. you I mean, it, it is a privilege because you're you're witnessing sons growing up and being taught and being uh, being taught by Him, you know. And and we're simply there to to be the door. Uh, to open up so that they can, you know, walk through there, make that decision daily. Because God, God has set that in motion. That's not you and I making big of ourselves, right? Right. What we're finally realizing is we know that God is the source, but he lives in his sons and he wants, 
he wants to pass on life. And I love that you use this yeah. term, the urgent task. This is yeah. out of Romans 1, 5. It's not, it's a steady urgency. It doesn't mean we run around all alarmed and fanatic and, and chasing people down because right. discipleship is by pursuit, not by force, right? So, but I love this, right? That you began to realize, wait just a minute, I've entered in for me because I see my need, right? For him and this work. And that compelling began to, you know, really began to emerge inside of you. Nobody made you do that. Nobody said, Aaron, you've got to do this. This is your next step. You've got to do it, right? That what they, what began to happen was you had the opportunity and you stepped into it and you said, yes, train me. Let me continue to pursue, right? And so you have been pursuing, would you agree? You have been pursuing now for quite some time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I know that, that, that it's not, uh, it's certainly not the old doing mentality uh, because, you know, there was, there was not too many men in my life that, that uh, made me want to, um, you know, minister to other men and, and to have them, uh, you know, take on and, and learn this, this, this way of living. Uh, that, that was the Holy Spirit, you know, thing that, that was, that was not something that was, um, that was drummed up or, or, you know, mustered up by me. Uh, but it was a heart that, that, you know, of the father for his sons, uh, that, that there's, there's a life that he has given them to live. And, and it's time for the sons of God to, to be living the male and female, you know, sons side by side. So, so that, yeah, so I, I've, I've begun to, to, you know, do that and be able to, to be that door, uh, and, and, you know, mentor with other men uh, over the last few years. And then, of course, now finding myself, uh, you know, as, as a, a leader of Pavilion Ministries in Christian City Fellowship uh, and, and um, you know, all that that looks like, you know, the, the cross encounters that, that, we, uh, that we do um, so that other people can begin to enter in for themselves. That's uh, right. So, yes, yeah, so, so it, it is. To hear the message and meet the people. Yeah. I mean, and to be yeah. able to see the people that are that are literally making themselves available to actually disciple others. You know, I think it's the right of every believer to be discipled. And it's like, you know, what are what are we in the church? What are we doing? Now, I'm not saying that as a as being critical. I'm saying it as a provoking thought is that thank God there is a place and a people and, and places are coming up. And then we're going to talk here in a minute about how you're a partner with NMM because God, and not just through us. I mean, through many, many people, God is having his way, but he is causing uh, places and people to spring up who will literally be that door. How will people be discipled if one disciple doesn't turn around and say, I'm, I'm willing, right. I'm willing to be a door. Right. We don't take on the responsibility of making it happen, but we're willing to be responsible to others to pass this on if it's what they choose to do, because I pursued. Right. I mean, we don't really take any credit for all this pursuit. Right. I mean, we know, Lord, the Lord was working. Right. He has brought us in this way. But I pursued you pursued. And we know the value of, of this pursuit when people begin to say, hey. I know there has to be more, right? And then to be able to open that door and show them, yes, there actually is. And there are people that when the lights go off, 
the services are over, everything. There are people that are like, uh, yes, we can talk next week. Yes, we can walk through that. Yeah. So you find yourself today now, all these years later, as someone who has this very, very strong privilege and responsibility of oversight of this one particular ministry at Christian City Fellowship called uh, Pavilion Ministries. It is a part of Christian City Fellowship, a part of their vision, which is we build big people, right? And so now you find yourself in this very new season, right? As you've just simply continued to pursue the Father and let him love you, let him mature you, let him grow you. Now you find yourself overseeing that work and taking it into new depths. So would you just share, like, what are you doing right now? What have you been doing over the last few weeks? This is a yeah. new way that God has given you to be able to pass this message and work on. Yeah. Yeah. So over the last few weeks, uh, we, you know, back in September, uh, I had the privilege of going and, and being with you and, and uh, for a cross encounter uh, in South Carolina and or North Carolina. Uh, and, Carolina. and so we, you know, while I was there, I began to just hear, you know, this, um, you know, from the Holy Spirit, just, you know, that there's new things coming, that there was a new way that we were going to be doing things, because we do things typically one-on-one <clears throat> with people, and we continue to do those things, because that's certainly important, uh, but he was just showing me that there was something new coming, and that, uh, and so I just began to press in, and, and just to listen, uh, and, you know, he was telling me, I mean, we needed to start a school, uh, and and I, I began to hear those things, and so I, I was like, I, I just uh, okay, you know, okay, and uh, and you and I had a conversation about it because I, I knew, I mean, there, there's there's I knew what he was telling me, uh, you know, but I just needed to to you know keep on putting one foot in front of the other, uh, and so we've been uh, holding a um, discipleship school for the last. Uh, six weeks. And so we're fixing to have our seventh week here uh, and then uh, this next Monday. Uh, and so there almost 40 people uh, mm -hmm. signed up to go on an eight week Monday night, you know, from six o'clock to nine thirty uh, for eight weeks straight uh, to enter in for themselves. And and I would have been pleased as could be if I had four or five. <laughs> five. That's right. Uh, that and I remember saying to you, Aaron, <laughs> yeah. Yours is to simply open that door, do what God has put within your heart under the vision of your pastors, do what he has put within your heart. And I think I remember watching your face, watching as those numbers began to climb, not that numbers are important, but that, that each one represents a person right. that was hungry, that was responding in a way that needed a kind of a, a new door. Yeah a new way for that door to open. And, and so that has been a deep training ground even for Absolutely. you, right? Because yeah. every time we go in deeper, yeah. we are practicing what we preach. We are leaned into him and we are allowing him, right? To be able to expand and enlarge as he sees fit. And then here come the people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it has definitely been a, a learning, you know, experience. And, uh, yes. but I, it's, it's, you know, you come to the place where you realize that it's not, I mean, you, you certainly have responsibility and, and you, you have preparation, uh, you know, but, but allowing him to be the one that carries the burden uh, and, and we are simply being who he's called us to be and, right. and being you know, unto him, a son, 
right. and, and just allowing that life to flow out of us into other people, um, it, they begin to experience the same thing. And so, you know, over these last few weeks, just getting to see um, the response of people to him, right. uh, it, you know, the, I'm certainly thankful that, that, you know, that there was obedience that I, you know, I certainly obeyed uh, you know, what it was that I was hearing him say. Uh, and so this is certainly a, a new season, but it, it also requires a new uh, level of, of um, leaning into him and, right. and learning uh, and, and just, you know, staying with him, abiding in him. That's right. I was just going to say abiding because this is when we learn in such real time with him. Yeah. And we say, you know, Father, if this is what you're showing me, you know, and it's like literally as we learn, as we go. And I, I have heard myself saying to people and a couple of times recently, you know, as I travel, do different things, right? People say, oh, Nancy, you know, you must get tired. And I said, well, you know, yes, I do get physically tired. I said, but this is like the best tired there is is that we don't need to act like, you know, we never get tired. We're never frustrated. But I don't live in such a way as I abide. I don't live in a way in some ministry mindset of all that I'm doing and how much I have, you know, it's like, we need to punch that right in the head, right? Is that, no, no, I'm, I'm working with my father, like literally, like either this is really true or it's not. So, yes, I get very, very tired because I'm getting older. And I was going to say it before you said it. Okay, so I'm getting older, okay, because I know how you brothers are, you know. So I'm getting older and I'm like, oh, you know. But honestly, the tiredness is like the best kind of tired because you lay your head down at night and you know, I am literally walking with the Father. And he carries all the big weight. Right. Sure, I make the decisions. I mean, but come on. (laughs) We are getting to live that out first in our own lives, right? In our own lives. We are facing many difficulties and challenges. I mean, you and I in in our families, you know, Mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons why we're bonded, right? Right. And Trika and Wynn and I, you know, family, friends, we've done vacation Mm -hmm. together. We do all that, right? It doesn't mean we see each other all the time and we're not joined at the hip or anything like that, but- but we, we share a lot, right, in the common uh, steps of our lives, in our lives of our children and ministry and just, you know, all of these things. And you and Wynn serving in many layers of leadership at Christian City still uh, together, even though I've transitioned out from that role, you guys are there in, in layers of leadership, right, together, you, Wynn, Trika, right, And so we have an understanding. We know, wow, we are facing challenges. We have had to see ourselves completely undone, right? Over the years, we're not pretending, you know? And and so we, we know that when we go to sleep and when we awake, we know, well, it might be difficult. It might be pressing and challenging, but we are with him. And therefore... Our labor of love is not draining us and burning us out and breaking us down, and right? And I think that's because the way Jesus lived was it was always first the Father and then people. Do you find this helpful to know this? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, but, but it, that's, it's a different way of living. I it mean, you, you're not, because when it's, when it's people, 
right? I mean, they're you're either they're drawing something, you know, sucking life out of you, right? Or or you're or you're trying to muster up life to be able to give to them. Uh, That's right. And, right. and simply, you know, I, I'm a conduit. I, I'm I'm being used of my father, and and it's him doing it. It's his outcome. I, I'm I'm being obedient. And, and he's simply using me uh, to do what it is that he's created me to do and, and to for him to get what he's always wanted. Uh, and, and so, yeah, so it's, it's definitely um, a, a different way of living and, and being able to be in rest. Yeah. That's right. To work from rest. And sometimes when yeah. we try to explain these things, I tell people, <clears throat> you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain all that. You might just want to enter in for yourself. Let's just yeah. let's go. And I promise you, he will make it real inside of you. And and he will cause you to have an understanding because I think you're you would say this with me is that we don't want to teach so well and do everything so well. People don't have to go to him to get it. Right. Right. We want to share enough, teach enough, live enough. Right. That it might create some hunger in some people that they would begin to pursue him because we know that is the way that it's going to happen. And so you and I have walked together as uh, friends and people in ministry together. Now we've talked about several different layers of that, but I also want you to share a little bit about what it's been for you to be a partner. You are a very, you and Trika are very integral partners uh, for uh, NMM, for Wynn and I, right? Like when Wynn has had, you know, issues with health that came up suddenly, yeah. uh, you were suddenly on the scene. I would be in Europe, something would happen and you would be immediately there. So the partnership, the friendship, right? Uh, all of that connection is it can't be described. It's on many different layers and levels. But we have also um, partnered together, you with NMM. I get to have some uh, small part in pouring into you as you are working right. uh, there overseeing pavilion ministries and all. But you are quite an integral part of NMM financially and with um, discipleship projects. I've been able to send you out. I mean, I would send you out anywhere to go and get people ready to do a cross encounter. You're like a great liaison, okay, <laughs> for for cross encounter. But we've done we've done several things together in house right here. Uh, traveled stateside. We haven't yeah. done any international yet, have we? No, not yet. No. No, but you did get, but you did have everybody around the world send dirt, didn't you? Yes, you I did. did. <laughs> so I'm yeah. not going to let this pass without showing yeah. this. This isn't here because you and I are visiting. This is here yeah. every single day. And I've got probably, I'm thinking close to about 20 vials yeah. of soil from different nations and different places that you put together. Yeah. You contacted all those folks that I'm working with and said, let's send Nancy some dirt, right? <laughs> let's get some dirt to represent the territory and the nations, right? All of that. So such an integral part of, of Nancy McCready Ministries and what God has given us to do here. So can you just talk a little bit about what that's been yeah. like? As you've watched us over this last four and a half to five years um, yeah. step into this part of our assignment at NMM. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I received what I received, you know, from, um, you know, from 
mentoring and discipleship and right i mean that that just continued to carry on whenever you you know i i was privileged to be able to be there whenever uh nancy mccready ministries was launched uh yes. that night and and then you know since that time uh seeing you uh and, and what god is doing uh in different nations and and how that is just beginning to to unfold and and i mean i believe that i mean it's certainly unfolding already quite a bit but i believe that it's something that is that we've not seen anything yet yeah. uh, but but you know having that privilege of of you know being able to help um, you know whether it's to to help people put on a cross encounter or whatever that looks like uh, you know but but i believe in this work i mean i've had the opportunity to to you know we've done life together uh, and and this is not simply a ministry uh this is i mean this is the way you live uh and and so i've yes, seen you that. have seen us up close yes you have right. and and so so you know when when you um see that and you know that uh i i know that this life and 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 what it is and the message that you are preaching uh and passing on to other people wherever it is that you're at uh that i want to be something that's invested into that because I want what the father wants and That's the right. father has, has, has given you an assignment, uh, to, to go to nations, uh, and, and to continue to produce producers, not just people that are receiving life, uh, and, 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 you know, that makes their life better, but they are producers of producers. Uh, and that is, and so I, I, it's a privilege for me to be able to be a part of it and, and to, to, you know, in the, whatever fashion, um, that, you know, we get that opportunity to, to, you know, whether it's teaching, whether it's going and helping other, other people put on cross encounters, uh, I, it's, it has been, um, an honor to be able to do that because I know that it is producing what it is that the father wants, uh, because, if it wasn't that, then I wouldn't be a part of it. That's right. Um, you know, so, that's so, right. So, so that's, and that's close enough to know, you'd know if we'd lost our way, if we'd lost yeah. our way going right. But the same way you're on a learning curve, we yeah. are on a learning curve, right? Yeah. So every day, as this is our way of life, then, then things are unfolding and we are learning. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that because partners really can, you know, I joked the other day and, you know, we have the ministry house here. This isn't my personal house. I don't have all this up in my own personal house, right? This is the office, the ministry house. And I called it the pub the other day, you know, it's a public house. That's what a pub is. It's a public house, right? And so, you know, we think of a pub just as a place that you drink, but it's really a meeting house where the public comes and families join together and they they eat and, and all of that and get together. And I came in the other day and I said, you know, this is the partner's house. Yeah. Right? That This is that place where we can come together and all. But partners can be really as, as involved as they choose to be. Yeah. Some people are far away. They don't live close like you do. You live maybe 15 minutes from my house. And right. that's if you're a law-abiding citizen. Right. It's if you obey the speed limit, right? And so you're just a few miles, right, from, from our home and from this office. And that's great. And, and not all partners can do that. But people find eventually that if I say we want you to be a part of what we're doing, they eventually begin to find that we really mean that. Yeah. That this is something that is not um, exclusive to one person. 
You mentioned being a producer of producers. Well, that's a part of what we do. And what's the first thing that a producer has to learn is that they cannot produce anything. So you've watched us not be able to produce anything. You've watched what God is doing. You've seen it up close. You've chosen not to, uh, you know, because we always stay around here. We don't want to act like we want your prayers when what we're really saying is, would you please financially give to the ministry? We want to be just straightforward about that. I certainly want people to pray. But without there being that solid base of giving that happens monthly, that happens, then right, we can't do everything that God has given us to do. And yet I would say that the financial is very necessary, but I would say literally the conversations, I think the conversations, and I'm pretty sure we're about to have another one because we're about to have dinner together tonight, right? All of us together, right? The fun part of that is going to be the conversations and talking about what just happened in Germany, talking about what's happening in y'all's life as you are doing you know, discipleship school and, and, and right. And laughing together and, and all of that, but it's more than the finances though. We will not act like the finances don't matter, but the conversations that we've had, the prayers that we know, right. Every time I'm gone, I know that Trika is going to show me the map, the itinerary map that we've had. I mean, the series, you can't know what that means when you're away from home And you really know whether they say one sentence or they pray an hour. That's not the point. The point is, is that they're mindful of of our movements and what God is doing and are truly engaged. And they know that it's always, as you know, it's always reciprocal. It's not one direction, right? It's we pour in, there's a pouring in. There's a togetherness because that's how the body of Christ is meant to work. We're not meant at cross encounter. When we have folks take communion, everyone takes it individually. But then all the people that are working cross encounter, we all go to the table together because God doesn't send people out to work alone. And And this is proof of that. What partners are about is, is this that we labor together in such a unique and powerful way? Yes, yes, yeah. It's it's uh, you know when when that, that's when 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 you have received something, uh, you're not you, you don't go around like a salesman and and have to sell something, right? Uh, and 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 that's I love when when you're you know when you do have uh, you know something where you're. Uh, raising you know funds or, or whatever that is i mean because why would you be bashful about uh you know uh, asking for that when it's it's what is helping to produce life in others uh and so i mean just so that i mean we are um yeah i i, I couldn't say it the way as good as you can but i just know that, <laughs> uh you know that we we uh we're honored to be able to be a part of that and and you know in many different aspects because when when you're not here uh or or you know when things are are, are needed uh you know that is just as much sowing uh into the ministry financially as it is uh in in any other way you know as friends of the ministry as friends of, of both you and win uh, is is that you know life is being passed on uh you know through what it is that's that's you know being done 
That's right. That's right. And, you know, this, this past year, God put something in my heart because, um, you know, money should never drive ministry, right? But it is necessary to accomplish, but it shouldn't be the driving force uh, of that. But God put a statement in, in my path. I, I heard someone talking. I wish I could remember who they were and give them credit. But I heard them say, uh, the front lines are only as strong as the supply lines. Yeah. And so God began to talk to me about that. And I was like, wow, that is so true. That in war, the enemy knows no matter how strong the front lines are, no matter how trained they are, no matter how willing they are to take the hit and go out first, they can't accomplish what they're doing without the supply lines. So the enemy will oftentimes go to the supply lines and try to cut that off, cut off communications, because part of what's communicated, right, is strategy, is encouragement, is direction, right? And the food, you know, we like food, yes, you know, like food. you know, all of that, right? So the supply lines are what make the front lines possible. And this is part of what God said to me. He said, Nancy, there are your partners are supply lines to you as you're on the front lines, but then you turn around and you begin to become supply lines to others that are on the front lines. Yes. So you're on the front lines at Christian City Fellowship. You're on the front lines right there doing what you're doing, right? So yes. never in the kingdom of God is it all one direction. Right. Just take, 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 consume, consume. No, there's sowing, right? There's partnership, there's growth. And, and so when we realize the mutual encouragement that we bring to each other, we realize, man, this church stuff, this being in relationship, all of this is way more than what we've probably ever really known. And there is a true supply line that comes when we are connected uh, with the right people. So all those years ago, mm -hmm, when, when you were like, <laughs> when what? He had a plan. Yes, he did. Yes. yes, and you and I still laugh about it to this yes. day. He had a plan. You're like, hmm. And and when we look back at it, we're like, that is just so wild, right? Yeah. But we look yeah. and we see today. It's like, wow, the richness of this that has come, come about. And so I just know that when you and I were brought together for that mentoring and all of that years yeah. ago, the real intensive discipleship of your life. Yeah. I don't know that either of us knew really where all of that was going to go. We've been discovering what God has had planned all along as we let it unfold. And we are on, I believe, the precipice of what God is doing around the world. And we're just one part of that, right? We have cornered the market on anything, but we're just doing what he's put within us. And we're on assignment, right? So I want to make sure that before we close out this conversation today, I want to make sure that people know what's available and what's coming up as we're partnered together on many different levels. I want to make sure that you're an open door uh, to uh, all the folks that are listening and watching today and that they know what's about to be available because you and I are partnering together. Yes. And so just tell them about that. What's going to happen at the end of March in about, what, six weeks or so right. at the end of March? Tell them what's going to happen in Sealy, Texas. Yeah. So we're going to have a cross encounter. Uh, it's going to be March 23rd through the 25th. Uh, 
this this March. So, uh, but it, so if you want to sign up, I, I would encourage you to. Uh, we we've got folks already that are signed up from you know all over different parts of the United States. Uh, so where you know wherever you're coming from, if you would like to come and and join us for uh, Cross Encounter, you can go to Christian or CCF dot life forward slash events. And then you just scroll down, you look for the graphic that's the cross encounter graphic. Uh, and you click on that and you can sign up. Uh, but it's going to be the 24th, 25th, and 20, I'm sorry, 23rd, 24th, and 25th uh, of, of March. And so we are we are already gearing up, already praying for those that uh that God is sending our way. Uh, it is it is going to be uh, amazing to be able to be with people and for them to hear this message uh, in in here in the next about five six weeks. That's right. That's going to be awesome. So you and yeah. I are going to partner together because I'm yes. going to do some of the sessions. Yeah. And you yes. are going to do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So so yeah, I'll, I'll teach a little bit. You'll teach some, and then we'll have <laughs> a couple other folks from from the Pavilion exactly. Ministries in there. So it, it's going to be a group effort. I mean, because. You know, if, if it's just one person doing it, right? Uh, right? I mean, are, are we really passing on this life, right? Are right. we really producing? Uh, and so, so um, you know, whatever it is that he birthed, uh, he means to to mature, and and that's what he's doing. That's exactly uh, so, right. Yeah. Well, and that takes you know that takes just the day in and day out, right? Building, living, choosing. There's, right? no, there's, there's nothing glamorous. I was just about to say, there's not very much that's glamorous about it, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere else than with Wynn McCready, as we are moving together in Nancy McCready Ministries. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else than with the people that God has connected us with, which includes you and Trika. And we are very much looking forward to the Cross Encounter, uh, where all of this Kind of got started, yeah, yeah, all those years ago. Cross Encounter, um, March 23rd through the 25th. And they can get registered there, right? It's not, NMM isn't putting it on. We are just partnering now right. with you in what you are doing there at Christian City Fellowship. Yeah. And it is, uh, again, I, I can say that it is so very timely and I know that we've got people and really registration hasn't even, it's barely begun. It just opened online the other day. And yet you've already got several people and some of them are coming from out of state. Yes. Right. Yes. And, uh, but of course it's for in-house. And so the people from Christian city that will watch this will know, <laughs> hurry up <laughs> and get registered and make sure that you take full advantage of what is right there in your church, the people that are there. And just like you connected with me and you crossed a few barriers to do that, then they can do the same because it's ultimately about that the father is drawing sons to himself. And so he puts us in these partnerships, right? He puts us in these for his purposes. And these are the kinds of relationships that I think are the richest and the strongest. And um, I look forward to what it's going to mean for Aaron and Trika Coronas uh, to continue to be partners with uh, Nancy McCready Ministries in the, the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. Uh, I know that I'm hopeful that uh, as partners increase, that we're going to be able to increase our reach of what we're able to do, uh, looking at doing a cross-encounter collective in the U.S. of A. We just did it in Europe brought together about 10 to 12 people there that we've been working with over many years, getting them ready 
to take the message out and to be able to do it. And so it looks like out of that Cross Encounter Collective, I'm going to be working with folks and we're going to go into Norway. I mean, I'll be there doing Cross Encounter, but really it's them doing it and me working alongside them. And so uh, I'm a big believer in that as we all mature, you have to let relationships unfold. And you always hope that those that you've poured into will go much, much further than you, much deeper, much further. They'll run stronger, right? And be able to see God uh, get all that he wants. And Cross Encounter is just one aspect. It's just one gateway, uh, you know, opportunity for people to be able to enter in. So there are a lot of other things that we have that are about to uh, begin to open up and formulate and begin to take shape other structures that people can enter into. And I know that's a part of what you're building also, just like the discipleship school, simply building a structure that people can go click and register and walk into that structure and encounter God. Right. And their life begins to be upended in the most powerful, the most yes. powerful way. So there's an old proverb. I think it's an African proverb that says, if you want to uh, run fast, run alone. If you want to run far, run together. Yes. And to me, this is a part of it is we're running far and we're, we're doing it together. So as we close out, if there's anything else that you want to share, I want to hear it and I want everybody else to hear it. Uh, so first thing is, if there's anything else that you'd like to share to bring encouragement, uh, you know, to bring understanding, I want you to do that. And then uh, I want you to pray. Yeah. I want to stand in agreement with you as you pray to close out today, to close out this awesome conversation we've been able to have today. I want you to be able to pray and to let's believe God for the sons that he's about to bring home and uh, so I'll trust you to to do both of those things as we get ready to close. Okay. Well, thank you. Yes, uh, you know, just I, I know that that God has not called us to to be passive in in this life, um, but but He's called us to join with Him in doing what it is that He's doing in others. Uh, and so that's that is um, what we're called to do. Um, so it's it's a privilege to uh, to be able to be a partner with Nancy McCready Ministries. Uh, and to be able to, you know, see the the producing and and also to be a part of that uh, as as he is growing and maturing uh, myself, he's growing and maturing you, uh, and and he yeah, he is utilizing uh, his sons and and getting what he wants. Uh, so that's what this life is about. So it's it's a privilege to just be with him uh, as as he's doing what he's doing. So okay, it sure yeah. is. Yeah, so let's pray. Yes, so Father, I just thank you for um, the the privilege of, of of what sonship is, Father. Just being with you uh, and and being uh, a part of the movement, Father, that you are doing uh, in and through your sons. So, Father, I just pray for those that uh, that are either signing up for Cross Encounter, uh, Father. I pray for those that are are, are you know going to be partnering with Nancy McCready Ministries and and that already are a part of what it is that we're doing uh, and what Nancy McCready Ministries is doing, Father, uh, because we know that that you have wanted uh, sons from before the foundations of the world to move in oneness with you 
and to be one with you. And so, Father, I just thank you that as we're in our obedience, Father, and, and in those, uh, as, we're, as we're being doors for others, Father, uh, that, that you are uh, being that which, which moves us and guides us. And so, Father, I just thank you for it. I, I trust you, Father, with the hearts and the lives of those people that are hearing this today. Uh, Father, that they will lean into you and come into agreement with who you say that they are and let them come and hear and know, Father, your faithfulness and who it is that you are, Father, so that they can begin to have a life and to live the life that you've always created them to be in oneness with you. So, Father, I thank you for it. I just speak a blessing over Nancy McCready Ministries, Father. I thank you for what Nancy and Wynn have been into my life, Father, so that we can now also be a pouring out into others, Father. And I just thank you for those people that were given for our lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 I love that you said that at the very end. Man, the people given for our lives. Wow. We are rich in God and rich in friends. So thank you, Aaron. Thank you. I'm so glad to have been able to introduce you to a wider group of folks today for them to be able to hear you. And uh, thank you so much. And you know that I will see you soon. Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Nancy McCready of Nancy McCready Ministries. Today is Partner Day in the month of February. And I want to encourage you to be a part of the supply lines that make the front lines of NMM so very strong, effective, and to the place where we are at, where we are enlarging and expanding into the nations. Would you consider today to be your day to start to set up and become a monthly recurring partner, a giving financial partner to Nancy McCready Ministries. I know that God is at work here in the States and around the world through faceless, nameless, selfless people who are literally giving themselves to Him like never before. Can we be partners in that kind of work together and see God get exactly what He wants? Let's do it now. Become a partner. Join with me here at Nancy McCready Ministries. Just find the link below, click it, and give. Set it up. If you need any kind of help, I'll make sure that an NMM team member makes sure to reach out and help you. You just email me at nancy at nancymccready.com. I look forward to us being partners together at this moment in history. So, the front lines are only as strong and effective as the supply lines. Thank you for being a part of the supply lines of Nancy McCready Ministries. Thank you all.